clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I am super super excited today i have a great show for you guys and listen i hope that you guys are being productive and having a safe quarantine and lockdown i know many of you guys are locked down because of the coronavirus pandemic and listen one of the things that i want to talk about a little later on on today's show is what i've learned and what i'm learning during this pandemic and quarantine Listen, I know many of us are constantly having negative and bad news thrown in our face, whether it's social media, whether it's family and friends calling us or texting us. You you can't even look at your phone or turn on the TV without seeing something talking about the coronavirus and the negative effect that is having on the world today. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about the good that I believe is coming out of this and the things that I've observed, not just within myself, but also in others, because best believe, even in the midst of crisis and and tragedy, God is still in control and he has a purpose. And so I want to talk about what I've learned and what I'm learning during this time, as many of us are on lockdown. And and listen, I I believe it's going to be truly a blessing to you guys but listen i also want to take a quick time to shout out all of the supporters of the path of revelation podcast and just of the ministry and the brand as a whole and everyone who has given financially or liked or shared or told somebody about path of revelation or 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 the podcast listen i thank you guys um, because your 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 support goes a long way and your support is really encouraging to me to keep doing what I'm doing and listen um, as a result of you guys support um, today I dropped a new single and a music video with that single um, titled I decrease he increase and listen the, the funny part about this I shot the music video while on lockdown, (laughs) while on quarantine, while my boys took a nap during the day. Like, while they were asleep, I hurried up and shot a music video around my house. And and it was using the Google Pixel 3 phone that I was able to get as a result of, you know, you guys' support. And like I've been telling you guys, like when you guys support, I put it right back into Path of Revelation. It it goes towards either marketing or just material or equipment that I need to produce content for you guys, whether it be lights or whatever the case may be. It could be a green screen or something. But listen, thank you guys. So as a result, I shot a music video and, and none of this was necessarily planned like two or three weeks ago it wasn't it just happened i got inspired but i was um working for a particular client actually i'm gonna shout her out shout out to jillian Uh, my sister jillian who owns a custom cake business called jillian's lux cakes man she can make a cake look like anything she can make a cake look like a timberland boot or a grenade or an xbox or whatever you want she can make a cake and, and um, make a cake that looks like that thing. And she's just super talented and she's a supporter of the show. But um, Jillian needed some work done for her business and she was looking for some original music. So I began to go through my archives of beats that she could use for one of her commercials. And I stumbled across the track that you guys have heard or will hear on on this new single and you know i just got inspired and i wrote this song so listen 
I want to hop into the featured song for this episode right now. It's available on all digital outlets. Listen, you can watch the the new music video for it as well on YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe too to the Path of Revelation YouTube page. And just real quick before I hop into the song, there's two Path of Revelation YouTube pages out there. Both have Path of Revelation music on it, but the one that has the podcasts and videos of preaching and teaching on them, that's the one I want you guys to subscribe to because my, our music is on there, but also you're going to get other content like teaching videos and inspirational videos and and things of that nature on that page and you're gonna get updates and things of that nature so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page but listen let's hop into the featured song for this episode I decrease he increase produced by yours truly So let's hop right into it. What are some things I've learned and am learning during this quarantine and pandemic? I want to first start out by saying to all of those who have lost loved ones and lost friends and family as a result of COVID-19, the coronavirus, you are in my prayers and be encouraged be encouraged and for those who are currently battling this virus and it's taking a toll on them you are in my prayers as well um but i asked a question on social media the um i believe the day before yesterday i asked the question and i said what are some things you're learning during this time and despite all of the bad news that we're hearing and we've heard most of the times, more than 90% of the times, I would say even probably more than 95% of the times, whenever I talk to people about this time and what they believe they're learning or what's coming out of this time, most of the times it's positive. And so Despite us being in a crisis right now, despite many of us having uncertainty and dealing with fear, God has a purpose even in the midst of a crisis. God has a plan even in the midst of a pandemic. And so I asked 
I asked you guys on social media, what are some things you're learning during this time? And I just want to read a few few of the responses. Pastor Kenneth Nether, my brother, Pastor Ken Nether of Crossover Church, he responded and said, how spoiled we are. He said, I was complaining about having to unpack our groceries and go through all the safety procedures due to the pandemic. However, I didn't even get out of my car. I paid for someone else to go in the grocery store and shop for me and load the items I wanted in my car. He says it, it ex, it's exposing how a lot of our needs are really desires. Man, that's powerful. That That is so, so real. Um, my Facebook friend Tim Moses said how much we are conditioned. We do not do extensive research about anything. We just believe what we need, what we read on social media, pretty much. Um, my brother, I, I am Lynn Flo, said that we are acquainted with the that we're not acquainted with the word of God and we really don't know the word like we say we know it. And, and he basically says we got to tighten up. We got to tighten up. Um, I love this response from my Facebook friend, Jason Bullock. He says, I am learning about how my kids learn things. Having to to having to be a teacher to them has given me insight into the way each one of them process and understand information. He said, it is a joy because I get to see a different side of them from start to finish in the learning process. And and I think that's dope. I think that's really dope because one of the things that I'm noticing that's coming out of this, people are spending quality time with family now. It's like since because here's what happens a lot of times for a lot of us, we can get so busy in the day to day work, 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 put food on the table, groceries, um, to-do list this got to get that done got to do this and it's like now since most people's jobs are shut down and we're confined to 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 our homes is forcing many of us to focus to stop and really focus on what matters and so I've heard different stories and testimonies of people um, seeing where they can improve as parents, I've heard stories of people improving their marriages, like reconciling things, dealing with stuff. And and it's man, I think I think that is wonderful. I think that is beautiful because a lot of times here's the th- here's the reality. And I talked about this before when everything is going well, sometimes we won't stop to take inventory of what's wrong. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes when in our mind everything is going well or or when things aren't at all time worse or low, we don't sometimes stop and take time to take inventory of what's wrong. And I think a lot of times because we can get so busy in life, we can allow the small foxes to be begin to destroy our vineyard and then a small problem becomes a big problem. You know, that's why some people, they get end up with divorces and, and, and broken families. That stuff doesn't start overnight. It's a process. And so one of the things that I've noticed about this quarantine and, and this time of us being confined to our homes is forcing a lot of us to put the mirror to ourselves and deal with stuff. And I think that's a great thing. Um, my sister Shonda, my sister Shonda Cat Cates said, "God is solvent is a solvent God, and and saving a whole lot of money." <laughs> Praise God. Um, Jay Felton said, "I am learning to have faith in God, and to be thankful for what we have every day." That's one. That's something. I know that may sound simple, but that's something that I've most definitely been focusing on myself. I've been really looking at the things that I take for granted. 
um, the things that I take for granted and and I've been really just been being conscious of being grateful to God for everything for a car for tissue for toilet paper for for paper towel like thank you Lord thank you Lord to ha to have cars or gas and a roof over our head like it's so many things that we just take for granted um, this was an inter interesting one and I'm gonna this will probably be the last one that I read and then I'll hop into the actual lesson per se um, but my sister Misty Vedetto said just how much of an effect people's jobs have on them my spouse is like a whole different man for the good having been off work for a minute been off work for a minute she said I've noticed this with some friends too she said it's like they have come alive again and then she says for myself humility 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 the reality that God is my source in all things not a job people or anything else truly living by faith and believing that the unseen is more real than the scene. Come on, somebody. Realize she preaching, realizing that I too may be an introvert, like somebody above said, and I'm happy with it. Listen, these are all great things. This is, listen, some of these things, here's the reality some of these things wouldn't be happening if this didn't happen. God often, and I truly believe this, God often uses crisis and tragedy to get our attention. And in these times, I, I always try to take advantage of these times and do self-evaluation and self-assessment. And so I want to hit on three areas really quickly on what I'm learning and what I've learned during this pandemic and and. We can subtitle this the good coming out of this. <laughs> the first thing I'm learning is it is God who speaks those things that be not as though they were. According to Romans 4:17, when the writer is talking about Abraham and the call on his life, he said it is God who caused those things that be not as though they were. And listen, though I believe in word of knowledge and the prophetic, I also understand that we cannot command God to do anything. And I think that has been a huge error in a lot of people's theology. The idea that we can command God to do something. And it doesn't work like that. We don't command God to do anything. I've learned we need to stop preaching God as a genie who cares more about our natural estate than our spiritual state. You know, it's and I hope people are taking inventory of this in this time. Prosperity preaching and all that stuff don't mean anything right now. Like. For many people, they've been given a false gospel, a gospel that says, hey, believe God for a big house, believe God for a new car, believe God for a new job. And listen, it's nothing wrong with believing God for natural things. But the problem is many people have been conditioned and weaned on a false gospel that conditions people to focus more on the natural than the spiritual. And so what happens and what is happening now in a time like this, when everybody's stuff is being stripped away, when people um, are losing jobs and potentially losing jobs and potentially losing money and investments and things of that nature, now all people have is God. Well, all I have is God now when really he was the greatest need when we had stuff, just like he's the greatest need when we don't have stuff. And so I'm learning that we have to stop preaching God 
as if he's a genie. And I've learned that we have to stop painting a picture picture of a God who exists to serve us, but instead portray the biblical Christ, the biblical God who we exist to serve him. And so with that, we there's an understanding I'm really learning that we have to submit to God. And when I say submit to God, we have to come to God, not just boldly, but in humility, because boldness without humility is arrogance. I'm going to say that again. Boldness without humility is just arrogance. And so we have to come boldly before the throne of grace, but humbly that we may obtain grace and mercy and favor in the time of need. And listen, that brings me to the next point. And that is I'm, the second point is I'm learning the importance of effective prayer. I'm learning the importance of praying the will of God by submitting to his word and rightfully dividing the word of God. See, the problem that I've noticed in the past and even in these times is people want to gravitate to the Bible and make the Bible say what they want it to say. And so a lot of people are treating the Bible like a coloring book (laughs) and they're painting the pictures the way that they want them, the way that they want to see them. But what I'm learning is we have to learn how to read the scriptures in context. We can't just, we, it's time for us to stop taking verse after verse out of context and just picking a verse and making it mean what we want it to mean without understanding what's happening in the story without understanding who the writer is writing to what was the issue that they were addressing because all of those things help us properly apply the scriptures to our life you know one of the scriptures that i've heard taken out of context so many times is i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and that is a wonderful verse that that I've heard misapplied to people's ambitions to do what they want to do. When in actuality, that whole chapter, Paul is writing from a prison cell and he's encouraging the church to depend on God, whether they have more than enough or not enough. He's encouraging them to um, find hope and in, 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 in faith in the God who gives a peace that passes all understanding. And so in this period, I'm learning the importance of praying the will of God. I'm reminded of um, Romans chapter 12. I'm going to just get that real quick because I want to I want to hit this really quickly. But in Romans chapter 12, verse one through 12, verse one through two, excuse me, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. How do we not be conformed to this world? We present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Like I'm learning the and and I'm taking a break from reading the scripture right now. I'm learning the importance of sacrifice. I'm learning the importance of fasting and praying. I'm, I'm revisiting the basics a lot of the basics for myself and 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 seeing areas where I've slacked off. You know, this is a good time. Listen, I'm I'm listen, hear me good. I understand what's going on in the world, but I refuse to get stuck on the negative stuff. I refuse to get stuck on death and um and and just misery. Like I choose to trust in God. 
even when I don't feel like it. And so I've been taking this time to really examine myself. Verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Listen, I'm learning the importance of giving God my time and my body so I can prove and discern the will of God for my life. Many of us are are starting to be able to discern the will of God for our lives in this season and hear God like we've never heard before because we've been forced to sit down and, and, and spend time with him. We've been forced to take an evaluation of ourselves. And my brothers and sisters, hear me, this is a good thing. And so I've been learning the importance of Psalms chapter 37, verse four, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I'm learning the importance of putting God's desires above my own. Even when we look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was about to go through his passion and what he had to endure for us, he said, God, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. In other words, my flesh doesn't want to go through with this. My flesh doesn't want to go through with the shame. My flesh doesn't want to go through being beaten till my flesh is ripped from my body. My flesh doesn't want to go to the cross. And, but then he prays and says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so we see an example of Jesus delighting himself in God, delighting himself in the father. And in this time we have to learn to do as Jesus did and begin to delight ourselves in the Lord because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible also says in the presence of the Lord is a fullness of joy. Uh, many of us are learning how to tap back into the presence of God. Many of us are are starting to have Bible studies with our families. Many of us haven't had Bible study or prayer with our family in months until this situation hit. Many of us haven't read the Bible as much as we're reading it right now until this situation hit. And I'm submitting to you that there is purpose and good coming out of this crisis. God knows what he is doing. And so I, I've really the last question and the last point is is really in, in question form. Because I've heard people ask this question um, and they may not have necessarily worded it exactly this way, but I've heard people say, how how is good coming out of this? And so how do how do we see God's goodness in the midst of crisis? And it usually comes in the form of this question. Why does God allow evil? Why does evil exist? Why does God allow sickness? And why is he allowing people to die from this thing? And why? And then this is the next question that follows up is why doesn't God just get rid of all of the evil and sickness? This has been a question that I've heard many times. Like, why doesn't God just eliminate all of the evil and, and, and sickness. And my response to that is because of his mercy. And most people are like, his mercy? Yes, his mercy. When we understand God's holiness, when the Bible says God is holy, that literally means there is no one else like him. His very nature demands and deserves our obedience and worship. Angels cry, holy, holy. The Bible talks about cherubims, who, uh, which are a form of angels who just stand before his throne and their job is to just cry, holy. In the midst of his glory and magnificence, holy, holy. And, and so God's very nature is perfection. So keeping God's holiness in mind, I say mercy because if God was to get rid of evil, as many of us suggest, that would mean him getting rid of all of us because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Listen, 
When we look at the story of Noah, God wiped the entire earth out with the flood because of sin. Even when we look at the story of Jesus and the rich young ruler, Jesus told the rich young ruler, there is none righteous but God. When we look at Jesus talking to his disciples, the ones who were with him, he says, if you guys being evil, he caught them evil. He says, if you guys being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more the heavenly father in heaven. And so when, when we look at Noah, the story of Noah, God wipes out the entire earth with a flood because of sin. And Noah and his family were spared because they believed and obeyed God. That was the only reason. And so if for some of us to think that that God can eliminate evil and we still be here is a very self-righteous view. God just eliminated all the evil and we'll be straight. No, no, we won't because we're evil. We need, this is what makes the gospel, the gospel. The Bible says in first John chapter three, verse eight, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. This is the reason the son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. So all of us have worked for the devil at some point in time. Some of us are still working for the devil. I know I've worked for the devil. <laughs> and so none of us deserve God's grace and mercy, but that's what makes the gospel so profound. He still gives it to us, even though we don't deserve it. And so for for uh, for though for us to look at these things and have the mentality that yo God can eliminate evil and I'm still here is just a bad it's a it's we're not viewing things from a God perspective. And at the end of the day, the only person's perspective that matters is God's. Like I say is mercy because think about this as well. God gives us the very activity of our limbs and brain power and, and breath in our lungs, the very breath in our lungs that we use to disobey him and sin against him every day. When he could just make us drop dead, man, that is mercy. Also, when we look at this, one of the things we have to understand as I deal with, you know, why does evil exist is because we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. Many of us will acknowledge that God gave us free will, but I believe that it is just as important for us to understand why God gave us free will. And God gave man free will. When we look at first John chapter four, verse eight, it lets us know that God is love. And one of the primary prerequisites for love is choice. God desires for us to be in a loving relationship with relationship with him, to worship him and to know the depths of his holiness and his love for us. And the, and the reality is sin separates us from that. It severs that one of the consistent themes throughout scripture from beginning to end is choice. Like even when we look at the example of Noah again, Noah was warning the people for years and he's warning them and telling them to repent. The rain is coming. God is going to flood the earth and the people didn't believe because it hadn't rained for years. If I'm not mistaken, it was well over 40 years, something like that, where it, it hadn't rained. And so some of the people I can imagine, some of the people that were laughing at him probably had never saw rain in their lifetime if it hadn't rained for 40 years. And, and, and we see God through his prophet Noah saying, hey, rain is coming. And, and Noah was like the butt of the joke. They see this man who appears to be a madman building this gigantic ark. Talking about rain is coming. 
And when the first drop happened, I can only imagine many of them was like, oh boy. But listen, God is constantly warning and telling man to repent of his sins and to turn back to him. Today, like when we look at Hebrews 3.15, it says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And so the reality is we live in a fallen world. Romans chapter five and 12 says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, referring to Adam and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all sinned. Listen, when Adam sinned, death came. That is a result. That is death is the curse. There was no death until Adam sinned. There was no corruption till Adam sinned. Like, listen, the reason we got to wake up every morning and brush our teeth and wash up under our stanky underarms and clean other areas is because Adam sinned every day is a is a step closer to the grave for each one of us the reality is we're all gonna die one day because of sin Romans 5 17 says this it says for if because of one man's trespass death reigned through that one man much more will those, this is the good news, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. And so this is the good news of the gospel. Though our outward man perish, though we're all going to die one day, you don't have to you don't have to live in death. You don't have to stay dead forever because just like Jesus rose from the grave, one day those who put their trust in him will rise again as well. And so this is the hope that we have in him. One day there will be no more sorrow. One day there will be no more pain. One day there will be no more sickness. There will be no more fear one day. There will be no more hurt one day. And we will be with him. And so when we look at this, this is this is so important because and hear me good when I say this. This is so important because the very evil that many people and many of us blame God for is the exact reason why Jesus came. This is why I love the Bible. It gives a clear response and understanding of what the problem is, but it also gives a clear understanding of the solution. And so we have hope. I'm learning even in the midst of crisis, there is hope in Christ. Many of us are have connected and our relationship with God has gone to a whole nother level as a result of this situation. And so if for those who are wondering what is the good coming that that's coming out of this, I say the good is you going to another level in Christ, you becoming the bet, the, the best version of yourself that you could become as a result of crisis. And so we have to trust in God. And I'm going to leave you guys with this because we have promises as jacked up as the world is, as much murder and rape and suffering we see in the world. Despite all of that, God has given us promises. When I look at one promise in John chapter three, verse 16 through 17, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him Romans 8 
verse 18 says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Listen, this is an awesome promise, you guys. Like, you mean to tell me all of the stuff that we see, all of the hurt, like it's not even to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Many of us have to start communing with the Holy Spirit. We have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. We have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. Many of us need to start communing with the spirit. We need to start pressing in in prayer. Like there is it's one thing to just go through the motions. And some of you guys know what I'm talking about right now. It's one thing to just go through the motions of, oh, God, I thank you. I praise you. And then it's another thing to say, God, I thank you. God, I worship you. God, if, if you come through for me, it's thank you. If you don't, it's thank you. God, I'm going to serve you with my life. I, I surrender all like it's another level of pressing in. And some of us have to start pressing into the presence of God and seeking God, not just giving God scraps, not just giving God, oh, God, I thank you. I praise you. And then go about your day. Nah, it's time to get in, go in in prayer, go in in your word, because when you there is something about communing with the Holy Spirit, it's it's it's, it's something about when you are able to sense the presence of God. There is peace in the presence of God. There is strength in the in the presence of God. There is 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 wisdom in the presence of God. And and many of us need to start pressing in. Uh, John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, I have said these things to you that you that in me, he says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation. He doesn't say tribulation may come. He says in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart or take courage. I have overcome the world and I want to submit something to you guys today. Everything that you're facing right now, even though you may not understand how this is going to end, you have to understand that the steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman are ordered by God and that all things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so even when we don't understand what tomorrow may hold, even when we may not understand what next week is going to look like, we can trust and know that God knows and that he has our lives in his hands and that he's going to do He's going to supply all the Bible says, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And I'm reminded of Matthew six, and this will probably be the last scripture, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty five through thirty three. And I've read this before, but it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious or worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? He says, Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? And which of you being anxious or worrying can add a single hour to his lifespan of life. In other words, worrying doesn't produce any good positive results. Verse 28, he says, and why are you worrying about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even King Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? 
O you of little faith, O Lord Jesus, help my faith. Verse 31, therefore, do not be anxious or worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all, but seek first. There it is. Seek first. This is the major key, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so if I was to leave you with anything, because people pray all the time. But this kind of goes back to my point about praying the will of God. Many of us need to, when we go into prayer, it's, the Bible talks about making your request made known before God. But in us making our request made known to God, we need to pause and begin to ask God, what is your will for my life? God, help me to kill habits that separate me from you God deal with deal with my pride issues deal with deal with my bitterness deal with my anger God deal with me God help me to become more like you many of us need to start seeking the kingdom first and his righteousness but so many times many of us um and the mistake that most people make is they come to God with this grocery list of things. They come to God with this Christmas list of things. And we and sometimes we never stop to say, hey, God, what do you desire? What does your word say? What is what is the scripture saying? And and and, and it's time for us to stop. It's time for us to take inventory and start getting after God for ourselves. And I think and I'll say this and I'll be done. I believe and I truly believe this in my heart. I believe one of the reasons why God has allowed this to happen. And many people are talking about why the church should churches be shut down right now. There's a big controversy going on. Oh, I think the churches should be open. I think the churches should be closed. Well, well, I, I, I strongly believe this is what I believe. And, I, and I'm not going to get into that so much um, that aspect right now. But I believe that God has shut everything down to get everyone's attention, not just non-believers, but believers, because many of our churches have dropped the ball. And many of you guys know I've been prophetically speaking about this stuff um, on previous shows. Many of our churches, we're not even preaching the gospel for real. And, and I think what has happened many of our churches have have dropped the ball on making disciples and developing people and reaching lost souls for Christ not just feeding people not just clothing people those things are great don't get me wrong those things are awesome but actually witnessing to people and sharing the gospel with them see our good acts and our good works should flow from the gospel not be void of the gospel. You guys understand that? Because Muslims have good works. There's Muslims and and different organizations who do charity. But one of the things that distinguishes us from other people is our message and our hope in Christ, the biblical Christ. And so in the midst of this, I believe that the church has dropped the ball Many churches have dropped the ball. And so God has shut every I believe God has shut everything down to get everyone's attention. And I and, and one of the positives I see coming out of this, I see men becoming the priest of their homes. I see the hearts of the father being turned back to the children and in the hearts of the children back to the fathers and mothers. And like I'm seeing God bringing restoration out of this and and some the last thing many of us should be do be um, focused on or worried about is a church is a building that we call a church listen I, I desire to get back in the building and be amongst the saints but some of us need to get in tune with what the spirit of God is actually doing with this thing that we call 
a pandemic. God is moving, saints. God is God is bringing beauty out of ashes. And some of us can be so focused on money and our brands and offerings and stuff, we can miss what God is doing in this hour. And many of us need to repent ourselves. There's pastors who need to repent. There's like I've been repenting. We all need to repent. We need to take this time and come to God humbly. In humility and say, God. What do you desire? Not my will, but your will be done. Listen, thank you guys for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. Listen, you guys can write in, email, go to pathofrevelationnow.com to leave prayer requests and emails. You can also donate. Go to pathofrevelationnow.com. You'll see a donate button at the bottom of the home screen. Um, you can cash up. A seed offering if you want to Gabriel T. Parker is my cash app, Gabriel T. Parker, or um, my PayPal is path of revelation now at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys share this with someone. And guys, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.